Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show! We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of a delayed reaction there on the introduction music. I'm JC, formerly the co-host of the program, but currently in accordance with published materials that show Ricky Baez as the closing keynote speaker at a conference where he will be standing by the side of Sherman President Johnny C. Taylor. He is the host of the program. Welcome, Ricky Baez. I don't know if I'm going to be standing next to the man. I mean, he's opening. I'm closing. I'm pretty sure he'll be gone by the time I hop on stage. But yeah, hi. The legendary podcaster, the man who does not need an introduction, but he gets one no matter what. He has more podcasts to talk about than you even realize that it be here on HR Talk or, or Four Horses Consulting. Ricky Baez, ladies and gentlemen. What do you mean former host? What are you talking about? The way that they wrote you up in the Jacksonville thing. Ricky Baez, the host of HR Talk. Not like you're the co-host anymore. It's fine. He's here to give you a legendary speech oh on human God. resources. No, it's good. Are you serious? Uh, no, it's not. Apparently, it's not good. <laughs> Ricky Baez. burning you up. <laughs> they made a mistake. Good Lord, have mercy. Ugh. I tell you. You want flowers? You want flowers? Yeah. Not from you. You know, they could make up for it by flying me down there to introduce you. That would be awesome. What do you mean it would be? That will be awesome. You're supposed to negotiate this. Well, yes, I'm trying to negotiate. Oh, wait. Obviously, that wasn't the team. Wait, wait, wait. Ricky Baez, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I knew that was coming. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. With Ricky, Ricky Bias. That's right. The legendary host. I'm telling you, he's going to show up at your conference. He's just going to wear a sport coat with a t-shirt that says legendary. Get your Sharpies ready. He will sign your skin. <laughs> I'm not signing any skin, but here we You've go. You've done you it ready? before. I have not yes, done you have. any of that before. Yes, you have. When did I sign somebody's skin? We are not going to tell this story on air. Oh, I am trying to look out for your reputation, Ricky Baez. I have no idea what you're talking about. Dollar there, and a dream, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Go ahead. Your inspirational <laughs> quotes. Oh, my inspirational quote. That's right. That's right. Here it is. Here it is. For the people out there looking for a job because the layoff wave continues. Remember, folks, there will be about 50 no's for the jobs you think you want. For everyone, right? For every job that's right for you. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about picking your nose. So it is so not. <laughs> that's well, what you me. said. It's about the nose. It's about the nose. The nose. <laughs> the nose. Let's ladies and gentlemen, compared to other episodes of HR Talk, where you're familiar with the format, we banter, then we do some current events, we do some other stuff. Today is reverse day. Oh. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories this week is brought to you in part by Bias Cohen. The next time you need to repel. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's what you Who's do, right? Who's doing our marketing? Who's doing our marketing? I don't know. There's it, no bias going. Nobody is repelling anything. The, the intern sent the script to me. It said bias going. And I it said something about repelling. 125 oh years in the repelling industry or something? Is that what you do? Our attrition rate for interns has got to be 5 million percent. 5 million percent. I know exactly what the problem is real quick. If we could problem? address yeah. this, it's UCF. It's UCF. Oh. They're horrifying oh. school. They're one of the worst schools in the Big 12. And no, you keep it's get- not. Yes, it is. And you keep getting your interns from there. That's what uh, the problem is. Wait a minute. I'm I would have much rather to- have an intern from the University of Phoenix. <laughs> with their with their Fortnite scholarship. Exactly yeah, right. right. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I, I got one. Look, dude. No, wait a minute. Stop. UCF <laughs> is a really good school. Not so in much football. Love for my UCS. Oh, yes, they are. Nope. They're, I mean, they're horrifying. I mean, they're not Alabama. They're they are Alabama. one of the worst right. football teams ever. I don't know about that. I don't know about the. I mean, All right, have you seen the Cowboys? Me, then do me a favor. <laughs> Good point. Well, they're actually kind of doing okay, but well, we know how that ended. Do me a favor yeah. though. List. I dare you. List three good things about UCF. Go. It, it is the second largest university. Oh, I'm sorry. Is my cut out? Hang on a second. Let me try to troubleshoot oh, that. Oh, really? it looks like you're done. That's fine. Really? That's interesting. <laughs> That's how convenient. How all right. Convenient. All right. You said it's a, they have good food or something. What were you saying? No, no, no. It is one of the largest universities, public universities in the in the U.S. That's Are you talking one. in regards to square footage? No, I'm talking about attendance. I'm talking about enrollment. It is a humongous school. I think it's the second largest in the U.S. In Either the world. second or the largest. I can't speak for the world. It's, I only know the data for the U.S. I understand so. I don't know about the world, but... Um, Ladies and gentlemen, put your hats on and pull your pants up. It's time to apply to the largest human resource school in the world. Never Stop by the University of Central Florida, Semi-Yellow Knights. No, I don't know what they are. <laughs> Semi-Yellow Knights. Semi-Yellow Knights. That's what they no, are, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just the Knights. UCF Knights. Weren't they the they Golden have- Knights at one point? I think they are the Golden Knights. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I think it's the Golden Knights. But Stop by Golden Knights Stadium <laughs> on a rainy that? day for a golden shower. No. What the hell? Absolutely not. What is wrong with you, dude? Promoting no. the team. They're amazing. No. You're not promoting anything that has to do with the show if you say it like that. No, that's not what we're doing. It's a really good school. Move on. Now, it is a good school. We've just had a couple bad interns, and we can't lie. Look, we accept anyone to help us, all right? And when you're not paying people to help you, you get what you get. So I That's apologize true. about the bias going. It, I really thought you got into repelling, as per the script. No, what, there is no repelling. What do you do? It is a boutique HR consultancy firm focusing on training and development for HR development issues. For small to medium-sized uh, uh, businesses. That's what I do. Very oh. short mission statement. Gotta love it. That's right. Story. All right, moving on to our next Florida story. <laughs> that whole segment you just heard was part of our Florida stories. But here, uh, moving away from the Florida man, let's now go to the Florida woman. Ricky Bias, I think you're going to enjoy this one. It is a little bit longer of a story. And if you're not familiar with HR Talk and when we do the uh, Florida Man or Florida Woman stories, here's how it breaks down. I'm going to read a bit of the piece. And as it comes forward, 
if there's something that connects to human resources, Ricky will tell us. That's right. I am the HR fortune teller. So no matter what, he has to find a way to connect the story to HR. I mean, That's it's right. just kind of like one of the unwritten rules. So here we go. Last week, a woman in Florida was pulled from a storm drain for the third time in two years. Officers and firefighters from the Delray Beach Police Department responded around noon Wednesday to a report of a woman in distress while swimming in a canal or a Cieno near the 500 block of Lindell Boulevard. According to the department, officers approached the woman identified as Lindsay Jane Kennedy and asked, do you need help? Kennedy, according to reports, ignored them and climbed into a storm drain pipe. Delray Beach, uh, Delray police said she refused to come out of the storm drain and crawled deeper into the culvert pipe that ran beneath Lindell Boulevard. The Delray Beach Fire Rescue Special Operations Team used a ladder and a rescue harness to pull Kennedy out while firefighters kept her between two sections of the pipe. Squirrely and swarming, there she was, distressed and disheveled, trying to run away from the big bad hands of the firefighters. Kennedy appeared to have minor injuries all over her body, and she was treated at the scene before being taken to the hospital for further evaluation. Delray police said that the fire department previously rescued Kennedy from a storm drain after she went missing for three weeks in March of 2021. It is unreported whether or not she's part of the mole people. <laughs> Kennedy told police she went swimming in a canal near her boyfriend's house on March 3rd, the same night her boyfriend reported her missing. According uh -huh. to local news outlets at the time, she claimed that while swimming, she entered a doorway in the shallow part of the canal and discovered a tunnel. She followed the tunnel until she realized she was lost. After a woman called 911 to report a woman yelling for help from inside the storm drain, <laughs> Kennedy was eventually rescued near the intersection of West Atlantic Avenue and Southwest 11th Avenue. She stated that she had stopped walking in that area because she saw light and people walking by. The 43-year-old woman told police she had been walking in the sewer system for three weeks. She claimed to have survived on an unopened can of ginger ale she discovered in the drain while looking for a way, way out. Oh, my goodness. According to Delray Police, Kennedy appeared to be coherent and did not need to be administered uh, involuntarily to Baker, a.k.a. an in institutionalization. Oh, Baker Act. Okay. Her mother told police she has a history of mental illness, is a frequent user of illegal narcotics, and has a history of doing odd things and making bad choices, like swimming in the sewers and disappearing underground for three weeks. Kennedy's family members said she went to a Bible study with her mother before going missing, where they learned about the prophet Elijah going on a journey and a little bit about Panama. Kennedy, according to her relatives, wrote her mother a note claiming that she was going on her own journey. <laughs> Ricky Baez, back to you. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's going to get that Panama reference. Nobody's going to get it. Um, all right. So this is the third time she's been in there. So let's say this has happened. Everybody, it, you and I work together, JC. We work in the same office, and we know Mary. Mary is known to be doing some kooky things, but not at the office. 
That doesn't happen at the office. So let's say by word of mouth, oh, we see it in the news, exactly how we're reading it right now. We're seeing that Mary keeps getting pulled out of a drink because she keeps going in there. <laughs> right? That is just so from, absurd. It's crazy. Right? right. Now, from an HR perspective, that has got nothing to do with work. So we don't touch it. We leave it alone now. So what about the time that she was missing, though? Well, let's talk about it. The time she was missing, right? So obviously she does not show up to work. The boss calls, hey, what's going on? Doesn't hear from her, right? So maybe the boss calls the emergency number. They call the emergency number that says, we don't know where she is neither. So it's, I mean, I guess you got to put her on a leave of absence until we figure out until she comes back because yeah, she's no call, no show into the office, but her family can find her as well. So personally, I would not buy the person until we found out we find out more. Um, but it, back to this situation. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, if it happens three times and every time they pull her out, she has a shirt of the company she works for and her name and her position. Now she dragged the uh, name of the organization across the mud. And now we had to act. Now, is it termination? Not really, but maybe put her on leave after conversation, because this sounds to me like it's going to end up being an ADA conv uh, conversation because of, I think there was a reference in the news story that she had some mental issues and mental yeah. concerns. So I see this going down the ADA route, which might end up in a leave of absence until she gets some help. Yeah, the uh, the shirt was blockbuster. <laughs> She'd been down there a while. <laughs> she did there a City, long time. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> With a receipt, you know, from somebody that didn't return Top Gun. <laughs> oh, my goodness, right? I'm here to well, talk $80. to you about your car insurance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's been crap. looking for someone, right? Um, <laughs> what about the uh, What about the people that uh, served in the rescue? If you put your uh, government hat on, like from the local or the county type perspective, uh, those that might be working above and beyond, uh, even though it's within their call of duty, uh, you could be on a search for uh, extended periods of time, um, yep. shifts that exceed 12 hours in duration, uh, the risk to divers, uh, depending on the situation as well. Talk to me about those risks as well as the perspective from uh, doing HR for those who serve. So I will give you two points of view, the employer point of view and the organizational leadership point of view. So by that, I'm going to tell you a little story. When I worked at Darden, uh, back then, they used to own Red Lobster. So Red Lobster, once a year, they used to have the all-you-can-eat shrimp that you pay one price and you can eat as much shrimp as you want um, and until you're done. So there was this one guy who um, who goes to different, who did go to different restaurants, this one guest, and he would eat and then he would fake a heart attack. So people call 911, they come take him away. Guess who doesn't pay for the all-you-can-eat shrimp? So he decided to do that all around town. I'm serious. He decided to do that all around town. And it was the same fire department that kept responding to these calls because it was in the same zip code. And they're like, dude, you again? So after the fifth one, the organization together with the city in which it was in, um, they decided to uh, sue this gentleman uh, for all the money wasted going to him by faking heart attacks. Five times, bro, in about two months until they figured it out.
So yeah. So depending a sad on how story. Not really. How's Regarding a sad man. Back to well, you. Well, he's a sad man. Yeah. <laughs> now going back to this situation, if they do this a lot, I mean, three times in what ten years? That's not a lot, right? But let's say if it happened in a month. It could get to the point that the city um, could sue the person and send them a bill for the time and effort spent trying to save that person. But we also that now have a, we also now have a lawsuit risk on the hands due to the facilities, right? I mean, the fact that she was able to get into the storm drain so easily, but then also get That's lost. True. You mm-hmm. know uh, what? What is the uh, turnaround procedure from there? Would we have to enact some sort of policy? about a regular check of storm drains since we keep finding live humans in them (laughs) i mean versus dead ones um yeah um here's the thing i don't think any organization would put a policy in place if people do that i it's i don't i don't think i mean how this is the only time in the past five years i've heard of this story and it's this one lady (laughs) so (laughs) right so i don't think I don't think that's too big enough of an issue for the city to, you know, meet with the board of a board of county commissioners and make a decision, you know, hit a gavel on whether we need, you know, safety restraints to go into the storm drains. So, yeah, no, I don't think any of that's happening, brother. And None uh, of that's uh, happening. So, so you would definitively lean on the side of a potential ADA, uh, no real investigation, um, leave the check open we'll, we'll compensate you when you get back and, <laughs> no and dock no, no, we'll, we, we'll dock your holiday pay where your leave time instead benefit no, of the doubt would, there will be an investigation FMLA. well oh, wait that that could be it hang on that though, could be hang it. On though. yeah you said there would be what they would what did i say i don't know what did i say i forgot what I would say. you conduct you would there would an be an investigation a, there will be an investigation oh you just wanted to do the Magnum PI. That's right. Are you? Are you? Okay. So who am I? The guy that flies a helicopter, and you're Magnum, or is it the other way around? He just looked at me like I don't know who I am. No. So we will conduct an investigation. Uh, chances are this investigation will end up in the ADA realm. I would not want to close this case without at least exploring the opportunities of an ADA dialogue to ensure this employee does not want any kind of an accommodation. And I don't want it to come back in the organization for not engaging in it. So I would make sure that we would have that conversation and that let the employee guide it. There we go. <laughs> When you're having a bad day, don't worry. The HR gladiators are here to tackle your biggest problems. Give a call to the Bias Gladiators. <laughs> Bias Go Learning. Gladiators. Bias Gladiators. Bias Gladiators. <laughs> just a bunch of people just having wings. <laughs> All right, our Florida stories continued today. What? Yep. One lucky dog was rescued from a muddy pond in Florida by a child walking to school. According to a January 30th Facebook post from Hillsborough County Fire Rescue, Florida, the child was on their way to school Monday morning when they noticed a dog trapped on some floating vegetation in the mud. And they Aww. called the Hillsborough County Animal Control Assistance in rescuing the pet. 
When Animal Control arrived at Lucy Dell Park in Tampa on Monday morning, the dog was in the shallow end of the pond. Animal control officers realized they couldn't safely access the dog themselves due to the depth of the water. So they called in Hillsborough County Fire Rescue. A fire crew arrived on the scene shortly after the call began, and they started assisting animal control officers in removing the puppy from the muddy pond from the shallow end. He was left to die on a lily pad, said Dog Recovering, after being found cemented to the ground, believe it or not. The crew established a rope system to lower the pup's rescuer, Gil Navas, over the boardwalk near where the dog was standing. Gil said he made his way to the stranded dog and lassoed the animal with equipment provided by animal control. Gil then waded through the pond's water. He suffered and struggled through the mud and the litter. There was so much garbage, and he did that while carrying the dog. Fearlessly through the shallow end of the pond in the mud and the water and the trash until he arrived at the boardwalk where animal control officers awaited and they arrested. No, they didn't. Uh, The officers used a net to lift the dog onto the boardwalk and Gil was left to try to get back on the boardwalk by himself. The uninjured dog was examined by a veterinarian on the scene and then scanned for a microchip after the quick photo shoot with their rescuers. The dog lacked a microchip, which often contains vital contact information for a pet's owner and can assist mm-hmm. rescuers in reuniting animals with their families. That's true. They did not find an air tag in any orifice. The dog is air now tag? in the care of the Pet Resource Center, according to Hillsborough County Fire Rescue in Florida. The shelter will wait to see if the dog's owners come forward to reclaim it. And if no one claims the dog, it will be put to... It will be... Someone may adopt the dog. Okay. And he'll go to a lovely home, according to the article. If the owner does not come forward soon, we will have to. Virtually or otherwise. I'm going to stop reading, um, but they're looking for the owner is the end of that story. (laughs) Thank you. Back to you. So, JC, here's the. um, There's a whole bunch of different employment perspectives on this one for you. You know, I could just imagine, you know, the, uh, the, you know, people doing what they need to do and, and, you know, trying to find the, the, the puppy, the dog. And out of nowhere, here comes Tom Brady, just trying to tell people he's retiring. Just, Hey, do you know I'm retiring? Hey, just let you know I'm retiring. It's just every time I saw, ever since I saw him tell everybody he's retiring for the second time, every time I hear Tampa or any kind of a story related to Tampa, I just picture Tom Brady walking around aimlessly telling people he's retiring. So this story, it kind of it kind of lost me, except when you got to the point about the adoption, because, yes, you have to adopt these these animals over at the shelter. If not, um, somebody else will. Wink, wink. No, no comment. No here. comment no, on there's the, no way the, here. the animal control officers or Gil not being helped back onto the boardwalk left to suffer in the mud. What about the trash? What about the. The risk of physical ailment from having to trudge through the uh, contaminated water. I mean, that's definitely not quite quitting. Would that be a bona fide? <laughs> uh, like, do, would there have to be something within the job description to indemnify you as the employer if part of what you now have to do is the evolving job description requires you to wade through contaminated water and garbage? So here's the thing. A job description will never, would ne- they will ne- you will never see anything in a job description that would reasonably put somebody in danger. Right? That's within reason. 
A police officer is different. A a fire rescue personnel is different because their job description is to go towards danger. But when you're talking about animal control, they, you know, the employee has a decision to make on whether he or she needs to put themselves in danger to to finish the task at hand. But let's say the employee decided not to do that out of fear that he or she could get, you know, maybe they have an ulcer, they have an open wound, and now they're getting some lifetime illness because they decided to save this dog. Although that would be admirable, if the employee decided not to do that, I would not hold that person accountable because, you know, it's, again, I don't want them to feel like they have to put themselves in danger to do their job. So if they decided not to do it, all right, no problem. It's a, you made a judgment call and I can't fault you for that. But if they do go ahead and go for it, A, it's not going to be in the job description, and B, hopefully they got a really good reward out of it or a promotion. Something to recognize your bravery. You cannot let that go unnoticed. Well, you could, but... I mean, you could, but why? Why? I mean, it's obviously this person loves animals. They didn't do it for the money. (laughs) They do it because they care. Nobody joins government service because they're going to be a millionaire. So yeah, they uh, this person did go above and beyond. The, the the ultimate definition of the opposite of quiet quitting. This person did go above and beyond. So good for them. We still didn't get promotion. Running a business is tough, but finding the right people to help you run it that's even tougher. The burden of hiring, managing, and retaining employees it can be overwhelming. But what if there was a company that could take care of all that for you? Introducing Biesco, the one-stop shop for all your HR needs. At Biesco, we handle everything from sourcing and hiring top talent to managing employee benefits and payroll. With Biesco, you can focus on growing your business while we handle the HR headaches. Our team of HR experts is dedicated to ensuring your company has the support it needs to thrive. Don't let HR concerns weigh you down. Let Biesco lighten your load and help you succeed. Biesco, the HR solution for success. Current events today are brought to you by uh, a company that shall remain nameless that did not pay for their commercial today. (laughs) All right. Uh So over to current events, uh, you're going to enjoy this one. Ian Morgan. Ian Morgan thought that he was moving up in the world last March. Ricky Baez, the automotive sales advisor, had recently accepted a position at Lexus of Bellevue out in Washington, where he would be paid more than twice as much as he was at the car dealership's on-site representative for a national parts and tire vendor nearby. So after Morgan, 30 years old, informed the vendor, Cleveland-based dealer tire, of his intention to leave, things got really loopy. Mm. A dealer tire official reminded Morgan in a meeting with Morgan and Alexis of Bellevue manager that he'd signed a non-compete agreement and was barred Ah. from working for any Washington car dealership for one year. According to Morgan, the dealer tire official also mentioned a second agreement, this one between the two companies, not to solicit each other's employees. 
Alexis of Bellevue withdrew the job offer soon after for being, well, I'll leave my opinions out of it. But according to Morgan, so Morgan of Mill Creek resigned from the dealer tire in June. Uh, he eventually found work with the city of Bellevue doing street maintenance, but at a salary far below, extremely far below what Lexus had offered. Mm. Morgan is suing both the dealer tire and Lexus of Bellevue for practices that he claims penalized him for doing nothing more than trying to get a living wage and move up in the company. Non-compete uh. agreements. <clears throat> it's a hot topic and it, it is. is now our topic in the program. Ricky Baez, over to you. So non-compete agreements, for those of you who do not know, it's just a contract that says when an employee decides to join an organization, the condition of employment with that organization is if they sign a document that when they leave, they're not able to go work for a similar type of a business within an X amount of time and X amount of mileage away from the general area of the current business. Normally, it's about a couple of years and 75 miles. Right. That's 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 normal. This is below average. So this is only a year. Now, here's the thing. Right now, there is um, some chatter going around in in, um, in um, uh, the federal government when where they're saying they're putting information in place saying that non-compete agreements are going to be null and void. They're going to make them illegal. It hasn't been signed yet. And if this if this get if this gets signed and it gets put into law and it would stop any kind of non-compete agreements from then on forward and any previously existing one. So it completely I mean, it, it just makes them look like they just never existed. I'm on the fence on this from a business perspective. For example, let's say I work for Coca-Cola and I hire a chemist, somebody to or a research and development scientist to alter or enhance the secret ingredients that we currently have. That's somebody who I would want to have a non-compete agreement with because I don't want them to get fired or leave and then they take our secrets elsewhere. Now, those non-compete agreements that has trade secrets, I have to guess or assume those got to be longer than a year or two because there's such it's if that information was to get out, it would be detrimental to to the business. Now, those I believe in here, are the non-compete agreements I don't believe in. Let's say a secretary was to come in and work for the organization and this person decides to quit or I fire this person and I'm not going to force them when they come on board to sign a non-compete agreement. I don't know what kind of secrets they're going to have to work as a secretary somewhere else that will put my organization in danger. So I'm on the fence. I rather have it done for some positions, but not a blanket, um, uh, a, a blanket policy for all positions. So I, it's, I understand why the government is stepping in, but I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to create some issues out there. Man. Non-compete agreements, limiting employees ability to work in their chosen field, <clears throat> potentially eliminating their mm-hmm. career growth and earning potential. And they have overly broad scope. Some non-compete agreements may be written so broadly that they prevent employees from working in any similar position, regardless of the company or location. And they also have a huge lack of consideration, ladies and gentlemen, they do. In some cases, non-compete agreements may be presented to employees after they have already started working with no additional compensation or benefits offered in exchange. And there's an overall unenforceability. When we think about non-compete agreements, they may not be enforceable in certain jurisdictions if they're deemed to be too restrictive or in violation of an employee's rights, specifically their civil rights. And they have a chilling effect on entrepreneurship. 
Non-compete agreements can discourage entrepreneurship and innovation by preventing employees from starting their own business and pursuing new ideas. Let's talk about what you just said. Sure. Don't, I'm su- don't for you. stop. Don't smile at me like that. That was I weird. I don't know, do that. Don't stop I doing do. that. That's weird. I know. It's oh my normal. god! People smile all the time. Oh. Um, I work for you, right? You no, hired me three we months ago. Work for each other. Follow me here. Um, I, you hired me three months ago, and now you're saying, "Hey, I want you to sign this non-compete agreement." I'm gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. I know it's shocking. You want to do the non-compete <laughs> no, agreement? It's like, oh my god! What do you know? No, he. JC put on some really thick Mr. Magoo glasses. What are you talking about? <laughs> you look just like Mr. Magoo. I have no idea I what you're get a talking picture about. Of that. Oh, funny. everybody else. Well, look, um, so with the, you made me lose my train of thought there, JC. Oh, oh, yeah. So I tell you, no, wait a minute. I tell you, I'm not going to sign this. I've been here for 90 days already. What can you do as a leader? Why are you? Depending what state? Absolutely. Now, you if you were presented with the employee handbook at the to- point in time that you onboarded and started the first day work for pay and it was presented to you and the information was within that and you were told, make sure that you sign the cover sheet and return it to us that you read that yada, 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 or whatever you do with that. And mm-hmm. you have it buried in there somewhere, but you maybe didn't highlight the fact that there's a non-compete clause associated with this <clears throat> and said employee signs it. It is it's technically not your fault. You presented the information. It's like handing someone a phone book and saying, just sign the piece of paper that you know everyone's number, dude. (laughs) Don't sign it. Don't sign it if you don't. (laughs) And what? Okay. So, and in that scenario, what happens if said new employee does not sign the paper saying that they read the employee handbook? Because that's because that probably will be a contingent of a job offer. If you don't sign this or acknowledge this, all right, if you're not going to acknowledge our bylaws, you're not going to acknowledge how we run this or this operation here, then you don't belong here. I just won't give you a job. All right, thanks. Next. Welcome to the HR Talk Podcast, where we bring you the latest news and insights from the world of human resources. Listen. Do you find yourself constantly struggling to keep up with the ever-changing HR landscape? Look no further. The HR Talk Podcast has you covered. Our team of HR experts dives deep into the most pressing HR topics, providing valuable insights and solutions for your mind and your business. From employee engagement to benefits administration, we do it all. We got it all. And we know it all. So why waste your time scouring the internet for HR info? You can get it all in one place on the HR Talk Podcast. Join us every week or every month or periodically, rather, (laughs) for a fresh and informative episode to stay ahead of the game in the world of human resources. HR Talk Podcast, your go-to source for all things HR. Tune in now. All cease and desist letters can be sent to Bicycle Learning. (laughs) Oh, now you say that right. Now you said it clearly, right? We're no issues. Boy, chat GPT has done wonders for you, huh? <laughs> Those are really good. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. <laughs> We've only done two episodes on it. All right. Sure. All right. All right. Hang on. What? No, we, we really did one, and you got confused with your other HR show, which, by the way, was really good. I watched it, and um, the intern actually promoted that, and, and it's been pushed quite a bit. 
It's yeah. you and uh, some uh, Russian guy, Pieter. Pieter? No. Pieter. Pete Newsom. Whatever. Pete Newsom. Whatever her name is. So <laughs> you guys are on there. You're talking the uh, HR and the Chad Jippets. And uh, it was very good. You were amazing. You were amazing. Okay. It was a good video. Like this, yeah. HR Talk is the theater of the mind, ladies and gentlemen. But if you want to stare at Ricky's mouth while he talks, go check that out. It's very good. If you want nightmares, yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> stare at my mouth. All right. Your next current event here comes to us uh, written by Alan Smith, JD. Courtesy of Sherm. I do highly recommend stopping by sherm.org slash resources and tools slash legal hyphen and hyphen compliance slash state hyphen and hyphen local hyphen updates slash pages <laughs> slash time hyphen theft hyphen employer hyphen recover hyphen damages hyphen electronic hyphen monitoring dot ASPX for the full story should you desire. So in this one here, it's all about a Canadian. Uh, someone out there is going to love that. Uh, the yeah. Cana a Canadian company recovered damages in court from a former employee accused of time theft. And it raises the question whether or not U.S. employers could similarly use electronic monitoring to persuade the courts to award the employer damages for employees not doing the job remotely. Now, before I delve into this, Ricky, what are your thoughts on that? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, because I think I misunderstood that. Time theft. Time theft and working from home. So they want to install more privacy invading software so they can ensure that whatever you as an employer are claiming you're working, it truly is work and not just you gaffing off. That's what I'm hearing? Uh, No, they want to okay. take it to court to receive <laughs> compensation. So... An accountant at Reach CPA in British Columbia was ordered to repay her former employer after being found guilty of time theft. The company provided her with time tracking software called TimeCamp. But after noticing discrepancies in her reported time, they investigated and found out that she had falsely reported over 50 hours that she worked. So the former employee sued for wrongful dismissal and owed wages and severance, but the court sided with Reach CPA and dismissed her claim. The court found that the time camp data showed she could not have performed the work that she claimed to have done, even if she had worked with hard copies. She would still need to enter information into the software, and she did not. Court of law in Canada. They are going after the employees. Wow. For 50 hours? So let's do some math here. Let's do some <laughs> math, right? Let's assume she's making about 25 bucks an hour, right? So we're talking about they're gonna go. They're going after her for twelve hundred bucks, twelve twelve fifty. They're spending more in legal fees. Something else is going on there, nope. because I no, it, it's it's the reach of the uh, reach of the employer. So look here, uh, over in the U.S. and once again, amazing article put out by Sherm. If if you don't follow uh, what they have, Alan Smith JD, he's an amazing writer, and I'm paraphrasing. OK, but uh, part of the author on this was Angela T. Hall as well. If you don't know her, she's absolutely fantastic. Uh, website publication system ID two eight five seven three nine six four nine. And uh, this is it's it's super good. It's just like really good stuff. So anyways, Alan Smith, love you, man. Great writing. And let's pivot here, Rick. So employers in the U.S., they may face difficulties in countersuing employees for time theft. 
as employment laws in the country tend to favor employees in work time and payroll disputes. So there's no straightforward mechanism right now for recovering Mm -hmm. time theft under United States law. And most states have very strict limitations on employers deducting from an employee's paycheck. However, however, employers can seek repayment from former employees for time theft under various legal theories such as conversion fraud and civil theft statutes. So the success of a lawsuit would depend on the facts of the case and the level of the theft at the end of the day. Look, employers, consider this. And Ricky, you tell me your thoughts on this. Provide reasonable notice to employees that they have no expectation of privacy while using the company hardware, software, and network systems. And and three states regulate electronic monitoring by employers right now. So, you know, expand that and uh, have the disclaimer. But then you'd also have to make the explicit claim that, well, there's no reasonable expectation of privacy while using the company hardware, software, or network systems. You would then have to further define the fact that now your home network is then said part of the network system. Exactly. And then now they can monitor everything to include your smart speakers, your home phone, your cell phone, your TV. Uh, They could be in your router after hours because now it's part of their network system. It's like a whole thing. So technically, your employer owns you, and anytime you don't give them what they need, they will sue you for time theft. That's where this is going. <laughs> I mean, look, in the United States, I, well, I have been involved in a lot of investigations with time, with a time theft. And once we've come to the point in the investigation where, yes, the person did steal uh, time, then it's time to separate. I have never, oh, that, that was perfect. I have never been in a situation where we have gone after an employee for it because it's just, it just doesn't make any sense as far as um, if fiscal responsibility is concerned. We're just going to spend way more money than what we're going to get back unless we, we want to send the message. Now, I have seen situations where people or teams have been stealing money for years and it's 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 quite a bit maybe two three hundred thousand dollars yeah they're going to go back after that and they are and they are going to come after you and i don't blame them but for twelve hundred dollars i don't know what kind of message you're looking to send now that said let's come back to working from home and your reason by the way real quick alan smith jd amazing writer sherm better workplaces better world that's where this article comes from Ricky Baez will be on stage with Johnny C. Taylor coming up in the next few months. Beautiful photo op. Tell Alan I said hi. Back to you. I'll tell Alan. Um, so it's if you're working from home and you are, it's the company obviously gives you all the equipment you need. It would be a good idea for the organization to put a policy in place or even yeah, policy in place, expect letting people know what is work time and what is not work time. And in that training, in that policy, you should also let employees know above and beyond when they hit control all delete to log into the or the uh, the company machine, that box that comes up with those really tiny letters that says this is a company computer is subject to monitoring. Do not use that computer for personal uh, for just personal things. Yeah, just but now don't. you can't use your home Internet for personal things, even on your lunches and breaks and things like that, because it's part of their network. Well, unless you get a VPN, if you get a VPN, that 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 completely changes that whole dynamic. But right? does it? Because the VPN is merely a pipe from the hardware 
and the the software is from that computer. It's a pipe through the internet to it's the employer. Yes. Correct. However, the computer, the hardware, is still on your network. And the VPN happens to run through there to provide the secure communication. But the hardware lives on your... Okay, Ricky Baez, he lives at A1A Beachfront Avenue in near a retention pond in Orlando. So it lives on your Wi-Fi. So now your Wi-Fi is part of the company's network. Now, wait a minute. Because I'm the no hardware IT. lives on the network now. I'm no IT expert, but my understanding of VPN... Yes, it works both ways, right? It's just a portal. It uses, it's, but it's a key and a door. You don't on, have to have the foundation. VPN on to touch the computer. And if you touch the computer, it's part of the hardware. And the hardware, even if you're not connected to the VPN, just like you said, don't use the computer for whatever yeah. you're doing. So now you're on that computer. You're not on their VPN, but you're on the internet. It's their then computer. Do, then don't do that. And it's Get part of their network. Computer. And that was part of their no. whole thing. And your I, network I, is part of theirs. And they own your IT TV people and your Alexa in. and no. your phone. No. And then next thing you know, you're up with and your friend cat. and you're having beer at two in the morning and Siri starts talking to you. Do you want me to call 911? See, That's a scary situation. That really did happen. What uh, happened? No, dude. What happened? Explain no, that, yeah. please. You and I, years ago, you and I were having a conversation, having a couple of beers in my living room. It was like 1.30 in the morning. And... This, what I'm about to tell you, never happens when JC's not here. It only happens when this dude is in my house. Next thing you know, my, I'm not going to say it because it'll go off right now. My G-O-O-G-L-E machine started going off saying, what did it say that? Yeah, we can call 911 or we can do this or no, we're not going to do that. And it was weird. Nobody prompted it. Nobody said anything. And it only happens when you're in town. That's it. You're being followed. Oh. I don't appreciate, I don't appreciate oh, it. Oh, I, I know I am. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> our next story. And our last story. Aw. Is coming from Lexology. Lexology. Written by Atkinson, Andelson, Loya Rude, and Romo. What? I am not going to read the entire piece. Should ah. you desire to check it out, stop by lexology.com slash library slash whatever. Just Google Rumble. the title of the article, an employer litigation tool arising from remote workplaces. You're going to find it. The article discusses the legal challenges that employers face with remote work, particularly with employees working across the states, many different states. And what happens here is the author, uh, the authors highlight the availability of California Code of Civil Procedure 1030, an employer litigation tool for employers facing lawsuits from remote employees working in another state. The code requires the employee to post a bond to cover potential fees and costs the employer might recover if the lawsuit is not successful. The defendant must meet a two-threshold requirement, and submit a declaration to secure an undertaking from the plaintiff. The motion for an undertaking must be filed within 30 days of the summons being served, which can be used as leverage in settlement negotiations. And the article goes on to further suggest that employers should consider using this procedure 
to help deter lawsuits from out-of-state employees. <laughs> it's a very long article filled with a lot of fantastic stuff. Lexology.com, title of the article, an employer litigation tool arising from remote workplaces. But it is fascinating from the employer perspective, which is, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't care about the employee. You care about the employer. HR guru, right? So this is no one hundred percent wrong. That's but what okay. you're there for. You're the consigliere, not, right? Hell no, that's not what it is. I thought that's a, on a previous episode. You said I like the consigliere. I do what they want. The consigliere does not talk like that. Well, you did. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did, right? Yeah, no, I did. Anyway, proceed. Yeah, and you're not on Snapchat, as Anya. That's fine too. Whatever. We got a story coming up on that momentarily as well. I've, I've, I got some, I got backstory for you. So what uh, do you think about this in the, uh, uh, California code there, uh, section 1030 and, and the bond requirement and everything. Yeah. It's California. I mean, what else can you say other than that? It's absolutely ridiculous. If that actually goes through, think about a world where you cannot sue an employer in which you don't live in the same state of. That's exactly what it would sound like. That's that kind of world. Ah, here we go. I'm not going to wrap it, but look, here's what happens. When stuff like that happens, nobody's going to be allowed to work from home anymore because nobody is or work from a different state. Why? Because lawsuits like this create case law and case law like these will make a headache for organizations to even consider hiring anybody that does not work in the organization, in the state in which their business is in. Because if anything happens, there's no lawsuits, nothing can happen. I mean, what else can you do? So it prevents people from employing anybody outside of state lines. Doesn't it feel like 2007 right now? Kind of feels like 2007 to me. 2007, 2008, like the market is about to crash, but it hasn't yet. Yeah. A lot of speculation about what's going to happen at work, but nothing's mm -hmm. happening yet. When we I think, think about the happening. frivolity of this entire thing, right? The what? The frivolous nature of this entire thing, Ricky Bias. Mm -hmm. The depth that this goes, posting bonds and, and trying to thing cross state lines, etc. Um, watch it all drip away. Watch it all just drip away. And here's how it's going to happen. Okay. AI. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're not lying there. Yeah, You're not lying there. It, 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 it's again, it's that's going to change. It's really is going to change how we think and it's going to change how we work. So you're right. AI is going to change everything. Imagine. Imagine if we actually, I think the Minority Report, the movie with Tom Cruise, I think called it. There's going to be a world where jury is not going to be conducted by humans. It's going to be just an algorithm. And that's that kind of scares me. But that's neither here nor there. That's another show. It's that time in the show. Time for final thoughts. Ricky Bias, over to you. Final thoughts, 2023, one month down, another 11 more to go. I had to count there for a second. And uh, from a leadership perspective, from an HR perspective, 
a lot of things that you can buy for your employees or bring your employees up and train them on. But don't forget to just take care of what's important to them and they will take care of what's important to do. It really, truly is that simple. Is that it? Yeah. All right. And with that being said, it's over to me for my final thoughts. And um, I want to tell you about a man. He was traveling between cities and he was attacked by robbers and left for dead on the side of the road. A priest and a Levite, both religious leaders, saw the man and passed him without helping. However, a Samaritan, a group of people considered outcasts by the Jews at the time. They stopped to tend to the man's wounds, took him in, and even paid for his care. Oh. It's a story about just being a good person. It's a story about showing kindness, show compassion to people that are in need, regardless of their background or status. So at the end of the day, as you move forward with whatever it is that you're doing in your day, in your human resource world, just be a good person. Show kindness. Show compassion. Regardless of background or status. There you go. On behalf of, oh wait, I can't do the music yet. Uh, we're here, so we're going to do this again right now. Um, tell me about your other podcast. What's the name of it? Oh, well, we have, actually, it's not my podcast. Yes, it's it my client's podcast. No, it's it's my client's podcast. You are the star that of the I show. appear on. It doesn't and matter. I am not. You it are is, the star. It is not. I am I have not. watched I am it. There. You're the freaking star, yo. <laughs> it's yo. It is Higher Calling. It is uh, a podcast owned by Four Corner Resources and the Zen Gig Podcast. So Higher Calling, it caters to organizations about the HR and, and the staffing industry. And Zen Gig focuses on the candidates, giving them resources so they can go ahead and find that awesome job. Wow. Yeah. Where do we find it? It's uh, actually higher, actually Four Corner Resources dot com and zengig.com is where you'll be able to find that one but higher calling you'll be able to find it at four corner resources.com love it uh if you don't get enough of ricky during this program definitely check those out over on my tip here uh feel free to google and lurk out interesting things with jc just a short form podcast i do every yep. day for everybody it's uh between one and eight minutes long just a little fun tiny thing i also host two other hr podcasts believe it or not uh one is called HR, HR Empowerment Podcast. You can find that at auroratrainingadvantage.com, HR Empowerment. And then the other one is HR Reality with Wendy Sellers. She's been on the program many times before. That's Ricky right. uh, yeah. She's a evolved business partner and HR consultant who strives to understand your current culture. And uh, she is like, if, if Ricky is Darth Vader, she is Darth Vaderette. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're... <laughs> They're kind of like on the same side of the line. And, but, yeah, but they don't share the same body. They're like separate, you know? That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a wild idea before we close this out. Okay. I think, and we're not going to, I can't go into the HR empowerment one, but that's fine. So I think we should grab uh, your, what's the guy's name again? Pete Newsom. So grab Newsom and we get, Wendy Sellers back on the program and all four of us do an HR talk. Well, heads are going to explode. Why? <laughs> heads would explode. Heads it, will it, not that, explode. 
That will melt the internet. It would be amazing. It would break the internet. We got four we have to do it. different points of view. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I'm down. I am down. It will melt the internet. It'll be awesome. What, what do you we mean by four different points of view? What's, what's the different? Well, what's, what's Newsom's point of view? What do you mean? No, I'm just saying that. So Pete has a completely different point of view on how to approach business. And like HR. socially, politically, uh, societally, everything. everything. No, no, everything, everything. And and I agree with a lot of his points because that's why I got him to where he is right now. Wendy has her points. You know, sometimes he's, he's lucky I, you got him to where he is right now. Just like what he, you said. You got no, him there? I didn't, no, he got it there by himself. He got himself there. <laughs> he don't, got there by himself. Don't you put yeah. that on him, Ricky Bobby. It is on him. <laughs> and then Wendy, I mean, you know, some things I agree on, some things I don't. You guys right? hate but each other. Her, we do not hate each other. Who told Pure you Pure hatred. Pure hate. It's <laughs> like it is like the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan in the same room at the same time. Hey, put that. They the, were buddies. Put the two of them. Put the two of them in a taxi cab, the size of a smart car. See what happens. You know they'll they'll be drunk by the end of the segment because they're going to have such a great time together. Oh That's exactly what would happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be me and Pete on one side, you and Wendy on the other, and we're going to destroy you. It'll be like tag team. <laughs> it's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to bring out your socialist stuff, and it's just going to go downhill. Oh. God, I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. Boy, you gotta bring that up in every show, huh? <laughs> every other show. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, on behalf of all the vendors that we promoted today that didn't pay, want to thank you very much for uh, allowing us to promote you. Yeah. FYI, thank for you. anyone that tuned in, this is educational and informational under Creative Commons licensing, available for all. Feel free to educate your uh, humanities and resources with it. Mm. It really, that's all I got. Drive safe. Have a good night. Unpopular opinion. Wendy's chili is pretty good. <laughs>